We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman, and I'm not sure you can even tell, but that is Robbie Hummel. He's in the Vegas airport. He uh, he had a couple days of, of gallivanting in Vegas, uh, then called a couple games, one involving, well, two involving my alma mater, um, while I was watching his alma mater at Mohegan Sun. So it was kind of a, sure. a cool trade-off. And now he's headed home uh, after a tough Last round of golf. Is this true? It might be. And when I was a bang, I've, I've become a real player, I have to say. I, a real I player. I'm sure you have. A real player. I'm sure. What did you shoot today? I shot 80, but I started triple double, so I felt pretty good about it. Wow. So if you hear the noise in the background, it is, uh, it's Hummel in the Vegas airport. Can you, like, do I have to give you a few minutes? To make sure you can pull a few slot machines in the in the airport before you leave. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big slots guy. Did you win any money in Jenica? Yeah. So my deal with my daughter. How about this? So nobody checked. So I did. Being the great dad I am, I brought her down. Um, oh my! I brought her down in the casino. Nobody said anything. She stood behind us. It was me, Doster and a couple other guys, and we were playing at the blackjack table, and I played two hands for her, one for her, one for me. She stood behind me and uh, and kind of gave me, you know, her thoughts on what to do. I overruled her several times. But the deal was that she would get half the winnings. So right, we, we ended up winning like 100 bucks that night or something like that. So she made about 50 and then I woke up early the next morning, at like 7.30 and I couldn't fall back to sleep. So I told her, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head down and uh, and see what I can do. I came back with like another, um, I don't know, 270. So she ended okay. up winning 200. She won 200 bucks. Um, yeah, until the until the freaking Department of Revenue comes in and says, this is illegal. You got to take this back. I know, I know. But, well, she's she's got to get ready because we're going to, to Atlantis in a month and you – you can you can play yeah. blackjack at eighteen. She's yep. eighteen. Yeah, get her ready. So it was uh, it was fun. Actually, the best part of it, really, and and I think I tweeted this earlier today, was spending the two days with her. She interviewed your boy Zach Eady. She interviewed nice. Paint. Uh, she did a much better job than you did interviewing Paint uh, in the preseason. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, she did. Uh, but it was fun. They put us. The craziest part was they put us 
we were supposed to sit up top and they gave us seats at the table. Like if you had been doing that game with Fran Fraschilla, with Boots Shambi, right at the same table, which was actually awkward for me. But I wasn't going to say no because she was like in heaven. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's an incredible seat. Those games, too. I mean, they're awesome. Talk about there's some high level, high level basketball going on right there. Let's get to it. I know you don't have a ton of time and uh, you got the mask kind of on, you got the chin strap going, but. Yeah. You're, you're near nobody. You're near nobody. That's I'm, no, I'm near no one. Right Your now. dedication to this pod will never. No one be can ever. No one can ever doubt this. When Dosser, when Dosser comes to me, it's like you're a shitty employee. I'm gonna say, look, asshole. I did the podcast in the McCarran Airport because I love this company. Elite level, absolutely elite level. You love this company, but you love your alma mater even better. And uh, they are arguably the best team in the country. I will say that right now, Rob. They were, you can make yeah. a case. They're one of, to me, four teams that you could probably put in a hat and say, you know, Gonzaga, um, you know, Purdue, UCLA, and, um, and the fourth being uh, Kansas. And I've seen all four. I've seen all four in person. Uh, I may be the only one to see all four in person. I don't know. But uh, they're all really good. They're all different. And man, Purdue was fun to watch. And, and to me, Rob, I don't know where, like, if, if I asked you, if I said it all starts with blank in terms of Purdue, you're not going to answer this the same way I am. It all starts with blank for Purdue being a, a contender, a national title contender. How would you fill in the blank? Uh, <laughs> I, Probably, well, probably Jade Ivy. You have to, right? You have nope. to. Nope. Nope. I'm going to say it, it all starts with Cravion Williams's unselfishness and ability to accept his role and do it in a way that the whole team can look at what he's done and say, you know what? If he's doing this and he's been this good about it, their chemistry is going to be elite level because of that. Yep, that's fair. That's fair to say. I, I just think that Jaden Ivey has grown so much in terms of making the right play. Yeah. I mean, he'll still take some transition threes where you're like, well, it's probably not the best shot. As long as there's not too many of them. If he's taking good shots, he's making great reads. I mean, he is – he's reading situations, ball screens, transition. The pass to Caleb first in the game oh. is so it's so high level. It is so high level. Um, you know – there's not anyone else in the country that can say they've got two guys that they can put on the block and just get you buckets like Travion and Zach. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to one of my uh, college teammates, Bobby Riddell, and I, we were talking about the game and, and the team, and, and he was he was there because he was doing the radio. And I it just kind of hit me like, dude, if, if my team that I played on in, in 2009, 2010 played these guys – I think these guys beat us. I did too. I, 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 I think that our starting five was was excellent, and, and we had three NBA players, but they they might have three NBA players too. They they definitely have one. They probably have two. They have two. They have two. They have um, two for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I the, the depth, the size would give us problems, and I I credit Villanova because those six seven forwards that they got, those dudes fought their asses off. Jermaine Samuels, Brandon Slater. You know, I, I mean, those guys, 
they competed. I, I was really impressed with Nova too, just their toughness. They're not deep. I mean, that, that's certainly clear. Um, but I, I just, uh, what a weekend for Purdue. I, that might be in, in Coach Painter's time at Purdue, the best two game sequence that, that we've ever had under him. I, I'm trying to think, you know, even when I was there, we beat Wisconsin and beat Michigan State in like a three-day stretch. They, they were top 12 teams in the country at that point. But, I mean, this is going up and, and handling blue bloods, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a special deal. So, I, I just – I agree with you. I, I think you could take any of the four teams that you mentioned and, and say that – pull them out of a hat. But Purdue's depth – and honestly, too, I was thinking what are their weaknesses. I, I think if they see really athletic guards – Dribble containment could be a problem. Yeah, maybe. Like, you've got shooting. You've got size. You've got an elite player in Jay Nivey. Like, they, they've got a, a, one of the best coaches in college basketball. It's not yeah. – he, he is ascended to that level. Yeah. He is yes. – the offense they run doesn't look anything like the offense we run. He, he, I think Coach – and that's not a, not a diss to yeah. – it's not a diss to what he was because we ran some good stuff too. But he's adapted to the game. He's adapted to his personnel, which I think he's always done a good job of doing. They, they run awesome stuff. I, I mean, just they, they get they get whatever they want, you yeah. know. And, and I think Purdue is is Final Four good. I, I really do. I do too. And 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 again, like you said, my biggest concern going in was point guard play. But you know what? Like Isaiah, Isaiah Thompson was. Oh, he played great. Made some big shots, huge shots. And, and that's the thing is. I don't know if they're like great, but like collectively, they're good enough and, and they know what they do well. They don't try to do too much, right? They stay within themselves. Yep. And Jaden Ivey, as you mentioned, the, you know, to me, the thing that stuck out to the most to me and, and what I talked to him about was I didn't know you could pass it like that in transition. And you let the game come to you for the most part. There were a couple plays where, again, his speed and athleticism. Yeah, it's at such a high level that I almost feel like sometimes he just goes and, and, and he's so I, Honestly, I, I think people might scoff at this. He's got a little bit of Russell Westbrook in him in terms of explosiveness. Oh, he, he really does. Insane. I mean, it, yeah. you watch him move, and he's not moving like any other guard that you see mostly on the floor. The way he glides, the way he moves his feet defensively, and, and I think defensively he's a work in progress at times. He, he, he might – you know, coast a little bit like some of those elite athletes too. But, boy, he is – he's different than most guys you see at this level. I mean, Who's, he is – Okay, so here's a question for you. Jaden Ivey, potential. Is there anybody who's come out of the Purdue program that's had that type of potential in the last 15 years? Maybe – I don't even know, like Glenn since Robinson. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Robinson. Since Glenn Robinson. No. I mean, he he is the most physically gifted player that Coach Painter has ever coached and, and probably the most physically gifted since Glenn Robinson came out of Purdue. It's just Etwan Moore, great college player, great great pro career, self-made. I mean, he, he's an average NBA athlete. Uh, Jawan Johnson, incredibly talented, first-team All-American, pro career hasn't maybe, I guess, NBA-wise – only there for one year, has been phenomenal overseas. I mean, Carson Edwards, great score, no. Caleb Swanigan, kind of self-made worker, no. The answer is no. 
It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy, this kid's potential. And again, the best thing was he was a team guy. He could have went out there with all those NBA guys watching him in the crowd. You know, Lawrence Frank's there, the GM of the Clippers. Brad Stevens is in the crowd. And he could have said, all right, you know what? I'm going to show everything. Yeah. And he did. You know what? When, when you do, and that's a mature thing because when you do that more often than not, you're just showing people what you can't do. Right. You know, right. you're just, hey, let me, let me prove I can shoot it. Let me go shoot a bunch of bricks. You know, it, it just, but it takes a mature kid to do it. I think, think about this. How many guards, and I saw it to the, to the highest level in Vegas where Wichita State's playing Arizona. And all these guards for Wichita State keep saying, I'm going to go challenge Christian Coloco. I'm going to score the ball. <laughs> yeah. This dude blocked four shots. It felt like he was 40. Really? I mean, he challenged everything. How mature does it take? And it's funny because you get accolades and praise for doing it. Just play the right way. Yeah. Pass the ball when, when you're guarded and shoot it when you're not. Like it. But Jaden Ivey is grasping that, and that's probably the next step of, of his evolution from last season where he's done a much better job of making the right reads and credit Jaden for growing up and credit Matt Painter for getting him to understand, like, you know, this is more impressive to NBA people that, that you jacking bad shots. That's what I told once them. Once in a while, yeah. every once in a while you get hot and they're like, man, this dude right. can make shots like that. But more often than not, and I, I saw Tyson at the end this weekend, his shot selection would make Steph Curry be like, man, that's maybe not a great shot. It was so bad at times. They're horrible shots. He was better last night, and he got hot again in the second half. But, dude, all you're proving to me is that you're probably – if you if they put you in an NBA offense right now, you wouldn't fit in. You you would be like, this dude's not efficient. We can't play this guy. Yep. No, I think Jaden Ivey, you know, after talking to him after that first game, I think you're right. The realization set in of, you know what? Wow, people are absolutely blowing me up on social media. You got people talking about how well I played. And honestly, I didn't force the issue at all. I just played the game. You just make the right read. I mean, in transition. So it's funny. I asked Payne after the game. I said, do you think about giving him the ball more and playing him more as a point? Because obviously he was making great reads. And he said in transition – He's terrific in the half court. He's still got some work to do in that regard, which is fair because most of the great passes he made were in transition. Yeah, totally. totally. The one to first. And I think Caleb first is going to be a great player. for him. I, I really do. Yeah. He, he has such feel and skill. He's a good athlete. They, they can play 11 guys. They got 11 guys yeah. you put in the game and be like, yeah, I feel good about him being in there. Yeah, Mason Gillis comes back. You know, he, he just comes back and you're like, oh, my God, I forgot about Mason Gillis. Good, solid player. Ethan yes. Morton, really good. If Ethan, Ethan Morton is your 10th or 11th guy. You got a good team. You got a really, really, really good team. team. So, yeah, yep. your, your alma mater looked good. Uh, I would say great, and not good, just great. And the, the, we haven't even really talked about the big man tandem. And it's worked. It's completely worked. Yeah. And it's worked because – Trevion Williams has accepted his role. Really, you know, to me, Zach Eady, he's hard. He's hard for refs to call right now. So that first game, he got in foul trouble. And I even talked to DJ Carsonson a little bit, the, the ref, Big Ten ref, before the game, because he heard me. He actually listened to our, our podcast. Uh, and he said, he said, you're right. You're right about that it is hard to officiate, um, you know, Obviously, Zach Eady, he's so big, 
seven four. Yeah. They, they dealt with it with Isaac Haas, though, too. They, it just when you're that big and you're getting beat on like that, it, it can be really difficult for those guys, especially in the heat of the moment when you got to be on it um, to make calls. I, I do want to say about Travion Williams, he guarded against oh. Villanova. He was so he good. He moved his feet. Yes. You know, like Nova, Nova got that pick and roll Spain deal four, three or four times in a row. They just started switching it. They knocked it out. He was guarding guards. He was moving his feet. He, he was he was phenomenal. And you're right. His attitude right now, awesome. there's, a, there's so many guys that would be like, man, yep. screw this I'm team. Right. I'm not doing this shit. Yep. I am not going to sit on the bench. And I, I was all Big Ten. I was an All-American. <laughs> now I come off the bench. Um, but man, when you got those two guys, I mean, Zach overwhelmed you with size. Travion's got great skill. It, 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 it's really impressive. It's yeah. really, really impressive. Yeah. And you just watched Travion. I, I tweeted out a clip for like six seconds of him going bananas. You know, he's, he's, he's going crazy on the sideline after again, Zach, you know, has this big moment. I forget what he did, but it was early in the first game. And, you know, I, I think part of it is Zach Eady is so easy to, to like and root sure. for when you talk to him. He's only played for four years. He's almost too passive in some ways, you know, but he, he, he's growing. So, again, I think Purdue, listen, right now, Gonzaga, Purdue, I'm taking, I'm taking the Boilermakers today. I am. I'm taking them today. I like the matchup. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It would be – It'd be a good game. There's no question about that. But I, I, I would feel good with it. All right, we'll move on to uh, to my alma mater, and uh, you know Purdue didn't come out of nowhere. We knew they were going to be good, but I think they they defined themselves and cemented themselves as a Final Four, maybe you know national title contender. What Arizona did was kind of um, cement themselves as a NCAA tournament team. That yes. could probably go to the second weekend, and you would not be surprised one bit. Totally, totally agree. Listen about Arizona. People always talk about the airport test. These guys destroy the airport test. <laughs> the tallest team in college basketball. I mean, they, they start a lineup: Coloco seven one, Azulis Tubelos six eleven, Ben Matherin six seven, great length, elite athlete. They have their attention. Dalen Terry. 6'7". Kirk Risa, 6'3", 6'4". I mean, they're huge. And then they bring, like, Umar Balo, who, honestly, Balo is productive. He, he I, was I better than I saying, thought. Yeah. He, dude, his per 40 numbers right now, he plays, like, 11 minutes a game, and for 40 minutes, he's, like, 28 points and 22 rebounds. Now, part of that, they played some really small, yeah. lower major teams. Yep. But, I mean, he got in there last night, played his role, physical, rebounded, Got a couple putback uh, buckets. Pella Larson's a, a guy that can shoot the ball. Hasn't done it yet. Good size, good defender. He's been hurt, though, got, right? He was hurt. He's, he's been banged up. Yeah. Justin Kyer, I thought, did some good things last night. He's a 1,300-point scorer between George Mason and Georgia. I mean, they're they're huge. They're experienced. They play a fun brand of basketball. I mean, they, they pressure the shit out of you on defense. They really get out and run on the offensive end of the floor. I mean, they, they, are, they are really pushing the basketball. Uh, it was impressive. I mean, it was a beatdown. The game plan was terrific, what they did to Michigan. And I will say, I said after the Buffalo game, I wasn't concerned about my final four pick. I am a little bit concerned about my final four pick. Now. Yeah. But you know what? 
Richard? Why, Rob? Why, why are you concerned now about Michigan when you the, may the, not have been a week ago? The pure lack of a third score, I think, against higher-level competition. Caleb, Caleb Houston, and again, I made that pick knowing that there was going to be growing pains with, with Caleb Houston, Bush Diabate, and also even Devontae Jones. Um, it, it's tough. They, they lost so much last year. They, they really did. And, and they still, I mean, look, we're four games into the season. Michigan could easily turn this thing around, but they took Hunter Dickinson away by post-trafting him. And I thought that Michigan should have done a better job of running some of the type of stuff that Purdue does, where you get the ball into the middle of the floor. You can't post-trap. And they did it to start the second half and never went back to it. So Hunter was really taken away on the block. Eli Brooks played well, I thought. He, he's been really good. I mean, Eli Brooks has, has been great. Devontae Jones, it's been hit or miss. Like, yeah. he stuffs a stat sheet. You look at his numbers. Um, I think against UNLV, his, his line was like nine points, seven rebounds, eight assists, five turnovers, four fouls. I mean, like, he, he's not going to be one of those freaking Mark Titus club trillion dudes. He's He is doing stuff out there. But the fouls are absurd. He, he does he does way too many. And, you know, look, this is a guy that I think last year was fourth in steals in college basketball. He averaged almost three a game. He's going to be aggressive. He's got to find a way to be more intelligently aggressive. You know, he just well, you can get away with that at Coastal. You, you can get no, away totally, with that at Coastal. Totally. Um, but it's just one of those things where he'll he'll make a great play and then he'll he'll back it up with one where you're just like, dude, it's like. He in pick and roll, he's been just okay, and they run a ton of pick and roll. If you're gonna play point guard at Michigan, think about Xavier Simpson, think about Mike Smith, those guys, it's balls, balls, balls. So he'll do some good things in, he'll make some mistakes defensively, like you know, he'll make a great play on the offensive end, come down, make a stupid foul. Yeah, he's a work in progress, and and he can, you know, again, he's very new to this whole deal, he can still get better. And when you think about Mike Smith. He had three pros around it. Well, four, counting Hunter. I mean, you have Franz Wagner, NBA. Shawnee Brown, NBA. Isaiah Livers, NBA. And then you also have Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks, yeah. two really good players at the college level. Hunter's a pro. Um, so he had guys around him where even when Mike Smith wasn't at his best, you still had other guys. Devontae Jones has got to be more of a player. So I, I'm concerned. They just couldn't score last night. And the Arizona post trap was – so effective at trapping Hunter, rotating out. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about Michigan. I, I, I'm not saying that their season's over. They're not going to be a good team this year, but they they got some stuff to work on, that's for sure. I think, you know, the difference, obviously, not only did they have NBA guys last year, they had older guys. Like, that's the difference, right? Like, around Hunter, you've got pieces. Like, Brandon Johns is kind of tantalizing at times. He's, but he's been not disappointing. Consistent. He's been very disappointing. He, against Seton Hall, he looked so unconfident. Yeah. Now, he was better against UNLV. And last night, he was okay. you know, yeah. seven points, three of seven. He was out there. but Yeah, I, I just – listen, as much as, you know, you look at it and you say, all right, maybe Michigan's not as good as we thought. They're young. They got Hunter. We know that. But they got just, you know, a couple good pieces around them that are coming back. Um I think it, it says a lot about Arizona when you're looking at him right now and you're like, okay, Coloco has turned himself into a guy who – Stud. Yeah. Stud. Like, He's gotten so much better from last year. It's not even close. John Miller told me 
freshman year, he told me, he was like, this kid is going to be really good one day. It's going to take him right. some time. And then he, already, he is now. I mean, yeah. And they, to, totally last right. year, like Tubelis and Matt Byrne are young last year. They weren't ready. Now they're a year. And not only are they young, they come over to another country in COVID time. Yeah, and they got to figure this Easier out. for Ben, harder for Azulis right. probably. Yeah. But, yes, that, that's totally fair. Um, so, they, you know, I think, again, freshmen trying to figure it out in a COVID year, not easy. And, listen, maybe they just needed a change of, of, of scenery, whatever it is. They're obviously playing with a little more freedom offensively. Um, but they're playing tough defensively. I, see, I think that's the beauty of this is they played for Sean Miller. They learned the toughness, right? Like Sean Miller, about as tough as you're going to get, you know, defensive-minded. You're not playing unless you're, you're you're bringing it. Well, they got that, but they are kind of international guys that are what? They're skilled, and they fit yeah. Tommy Lloyd in a lot of ways for how he wants to play. So it's almost like you had the best of both worlds. And, and to me, you know, Kirk Reese, he's going to be the guy ultimately that, that defines their season and determines whether or not they can be a team that battles UCLA for the Pac-12 or, or even finishes second in the Pac-12 because Oregon's going to come at some point because you know yeah, they're not. Yeah, they'll figure you know. it out. Right. I, so, I think it's it's funny to watch Kirk Creasa because I'm not sure how good he is, but I know he believes he's really good. <laughs> he thinks he might be the best point guard in the country. Right? I, know. I really enjoy seeing it. His swagger is something else, too. He, he totally believes it, which, I mean, in order to be a good player, you have to. Do you worry about um, Michigan's perimeter shooting? How much you – like, to me, it's point guard and perimeter shooting for me. Yeah, I mean, I Caleb Houston is going to make shots eventually. He, he's too good of a oh. shooter not to. Um, I, I think they need to get Hunter Dickinson more touches on the block. But after watching the last game, they're going to freaking get post-trapped to death. Mm. Like, the other teams are going to post-trap him yeah. forever. Until you um, show you can make him pay. Right. I, they need Terrence Williams to, to shoot a little better. Diabate was phenomenal the first night and just yeah. was out there last night. They played – I mean, Jawan Howard was searching. He played Frankie Collins. He played Adrian Nunez. He, he played Kobe Bufkin. I mean, he tried all those guys. and they Really, nobody could give them a spark. It never really felt like they had a chance to win after, like, the first 10 minutes of the game. It just felt like Arizona, as long as they took care of the ball, which they can get a little <laughs> uh, loose with it. Um, as we saw in the first night against Wichita State. But, no, they they were really impressive. They, they were really impressive. And I have to say, none of the Arizona people had anything good to say about you. It was all like, it was all like, you know, Rob, we're sorry you had to do a podcast this time. I don't, you know, I don't blame Listen, we had Purdue people. I mean, they were shit-faced before. They, they rolled in. <laughs> they rolled into that game at 11 in the morning. I think they were there. And – I mean, they're all they're all getting after it. I mean, those guys. We, we know how to have a good time. I mean, that's not surprising to hear. I, I'd expect nothing less from the Boilers. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, later in the year. Um, you you got to let me know when you have a game at Mackey. I'm gonna have to uh, come back out there because they're they're fun to watch. It sounds like Arizona's fun to watch in person. They are. They really are. I mean, what do you just, worry they, about? They get it and go. What do you worry about with Arizona? Is it taking care of the ball? Yes. Taking care of the basketball. I think point guard play. I yeah. think Kirk Carissa has to be yeah. solid. Um, but those, those two things certainly 
certainly are. Uh, I think also teams with – well, the thing that's – the beauty of their defense is they're going to pressure you, but they have Coloco at the rim, you know, so you can play that style because even if you get beat, you've got a freaking eraser behind you. So they, He's one of the best bigs that people haven't talked about in, in the country right now. No, I mean, he, he can score. He's yep. more than just lob block shots. I mean, you can throw in the ball on the block. He can make a post move. Yeah. He can score with his back to the basket a little bit. He's going to go right jump hook, but that's okay. I mean, no one's going to block his shot. It's right. huge. <laughs> Nobody in the Pac-12. Right. No, I mean, he's got an incredible wingspan. He's, he's massive. He's also a pogo stick. He cut a lob last night. Yeah. He could have put his elbows in there. I mean, like Vince Carter style. Now, listen, Sean Miller, Sean Miller left Tommy Lloyd with plenty. You saw it last night, and Tommy Lloyd filled out the roster well with those yeah. transfers, right? Pella Larson's going to be good. Like you said, uh, you know, the kid from Georgia, he'll help them. Like, but those guys don't have to do too much. So many cases, you're bringing in those transfers to have to be like major impact guys and yeah, starters. Case, case in point, Devontae Jones. Like right now, he has to be an impact guy because Frankie Collins isn't ready to do it. And uh, yeah, we also should say about Michigan, Zeb Jackson, who played last year, has been dealing with an illness, not COVID, but he hasn't been able to play. Uh, and I'm sure, I mean, I he was doing some conditioning and whatnot. Uh, they could use him. I mean, I don't know. He, he had the good game against Texas Southern in the NCAA tournament where he made a couple of shots, but yeah. he's been in the program. I don't know. They, they got to find some other people that can score until Caleb Houston maybe figures it out. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the question. How, how quickly are those freshmen? And we talked about in the preseason. A lot of these guys were ranked in, in, in a year when we didn't see them you in person. Them. So yeah. we don't know how good, you know, Buffkin really is. We don't know. Totally. You know, like I think again, Caleb Caleb Houston is going to be very good. Um, but yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move on. A couple more teams here before we uh, we close it out, and you got to run. How much did you see? South Carolina. Obviously, I didn't get to watch. The, I didn't get to. I didn't get to watch the game. You didn't see the Carolina Purdue game. All right, no. So, I mean, they fought Purdue. They did. They fought them. And then they laid a complete egg against Tennessee. And, and Tennessee was a team that had gotten absolutely blitzed by Villanova. So you looked at it and you're like, and Carolina had already played with fire, right? I mean, they, they struggled against Brown. They struggled against College of Charleston. They've got good players. My problem is they've got soft big men, period. Brady Manick, Dawson Garcia are really, really talented shooter scorers. And, and even Armando Baycott to some degree. But those dudes have to get tougher. They were just getting manhandled. And I know it's hard, obviously, playing against Purdue's bigs. Um, but Tennessee, they, they should not have come out. and They just look soft. They, they, they don't talk at all. They don't really look like they have any, any chemistry with one another. And, you know, they're playing differently, obviously, with more versatile bigs. But with Roy Williams watching for those two days, Man, it had to be tough for Hubert Davis to, to go back to Chapel Hill after not only losing, but getting absolutely blitzed by, by Tennessee and never really being in the game. Yeah, no, I didn't get to watch either game, so I, yeah. I don't really have much to add. Yeah, they just <laughs> – well, they don't – you know what? Their talent level is good, but not great. That's, yeah. that's kind of the hardest part of it is, like, they don't have really – I mean, which is so shocking because they always have. Yeah, stuff. I mean, they got a bunch of good players, but again, when you're bringing in 
through transfers like this and playing in big minutes. And, and again, Brady Manick, like when he's making threes, okay, oh, yeah. you can he keep get, him out there. He gets so hot. Right, yeah. and he did. But, like, Caleb Love is the guy, and and he's talented. But I don't know, you know, I don't know if they got enough around him. I think, again, they got good players. The good thing for Carolina is the ACC looks like it stinks again, yeah. comparatively speaking. Well, I mean, I don't think the Big Ten's that far behind. <laughs> I know. Really it's like you look around, you're like, all right, what league is great? Because the Big Pac-12, East as of right now, I mean, although – the Big East, Big Ten deal, the Gavit game stuff. You think if, if Illinois handles business the way that they, I mean, if they don't just totally give it away. away. If Michigan handles business, we wouldn't even be talking about it. You know, like like the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, the Big East, and the WCC. BYU's been great. Yeah, they have. You know, I mean, you know, like there's some good teams. San Francisco's been good. They beat Nevada, so. I think those are the three leagues that have been great. Um, and, and then you got we'll, – we'll close with Villanova, and I know you didn't really uh, see much of them either, but I don't – I'm not worried about Villanova at all. Jay Wright said he needs to play more guys. He needs to play with freshmen. But Villanova, you know, I know Doster was like, well, this is – this is becoming a pattern with Villanova, blowing games down the stretch. They lose to you're playing two. Of, you're playing two of the best teams, right. In college basketball, exactly. That's come on, Doss. He, he needs one more guy. He does. Yeah, like he needs yeah. one more dude. But I love Brandon Slater. Gillespie again just plays the game the way it should be played. You know, Dixon's been better than we all thought in the middle for Villanova. So yeah. I, I think Villanova is going to be fine. Are they in that top tier? I, I Again, I think there's four teams. And you could throw them in a hat right now, and then there's that next tier. Villanova is somewhere in that next tier with, yeah. you know, I want to see what Duke can do this week. Yeah, totally. Huge week. Huge week for Duke. Yeah. I, I think with Villanova, you just – you ran into two of the deepest teams that you're going to see in college basketball, UCLA yeah. and Purdue. They, they've got – both those teams are built to just wear you down. What do you got that's this what, week, Rob? You come come home, and what do you got? I got studio Tuesday, Wednesday for Big Ten Network, and I don't have anything until Illinois, Notre Dame. Big, big Ten State. Me and Benetti are doing it. All right, well, listen, uh, get home safe. Don't pull the, the lever on the, on, the, uh, on the slot too many times. Maybe pull it once for me. Put, uh, put a thousand on it and just see what happens. Yeah, just put it up, you know, whatever it is. I, they need blackjack at the airport. That's what they need to come up with next. I know it's all slot machines. Then I'd play. Blackjack, By the way, somebody gave me a little a little nugget that I haven't been able to confirm. It, this is like rumor mill central. I don't usually go rumor mill, but I'm gonna go with, with, with you right now. Okay. I'm told that the uh the the final four, I believe I got it. Hold on, let me just look and make sure I got it right. That the uh, that the final four could be in Vegas sooner rather than later. I mean, I think, dude, the, the amount of sport sporting events that are happening here. Yesterday, I mean, you've got this Roman main event. You've got the Raiders playing. You've got Maui starting today. You've got Duke Gonzaga. You have Gonzaga UCLA. Like, dude, Vegas has become a massive. There will be an NBA team here soon. Yep. There will be a Final Four here soon because sports gambling is like whatever now. No it's one everywhere. actually cares. Right, right. No, it'll be great. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be psyched if, if they can do that, man. You know, um, 
my daughter will be legal by then. She'll probably be, you know, running around. Uh, I won't have to give her 50% of my winnings next time, which would be nice. She'll be dragging, she'll be dragging your lame ass out to the nightclubs. Probably true. I, yeah, no, that, that'll be bad. So, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later this week and, uh, be safe and and uh, we'll, hopefully we'll be talking more about our, our alma maters because this could be a, uh, yeah. a fun season for both of us to see where these guys go. Totally, I, I think Arizona is for real. I really do. They they are impressive. And I agree. Uh, we with know we know Purdue's for real. That's for damn sure. Yeah. We know they're for real. So all right, we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. See you.